If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm and get started right now making your own podcast. Happy Hour Podcast contains adult language and content. Listener discretion is advised. Listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Good Pods with a five-star rating and review, and also listen to us on any of your favorite podcast platforms. Follow us on Instagram at Happy Hour Podcast 3, Twitter, Happy Hour Show 3, on Facebook, Happy Hour Podcast, and our merch store on tpublic.com, Last Call Merch. Well, all I know about movie trilogies is that in the third one, all bets are off. Hello, Sydney. Welcome to the final act. There is one mystery more terrifying than you know. Who is this? Do you want to have this conversation with a polygraph? Is that a threat? It's a threat. You'll know it. Was that a threat? There is one secret that can never be revealed until the end. Anyone including the main character can die. This means you sit. From suspense master Wes Craven comes the final chapter in the terrifying trilogy. Screen three. Don't panic. Scream 3, directed by Wes Craven. <laughs> There's always time to panic, was exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> the final chapter. <laughs> Spoiler alert, there's two more. Hopefully a lot more. God, they could do so much. And everybody's posting out there right now, like, this, this character didn't die in this one, and this character didn't really die in that one, and this one didn't die in that one. Like, yeah, they kind of did. Yeah. Yeah. They they took them away in body bags. Uh, I want to talk about it. The only person besides you that I've been able to talk about the new one with is Robert. Well, we're not going to talk about but, the new one yet. 
that comes that's uh, on the next episode next episode <laughs> so uh scream three is um i actually enjoyed scream three i very i i enjoy all of them but this one i i like the, i think it's I my love the first one. i think it's my second or really it's, it's hard i don't know honestly i don't know if i like them in order honestly it's, that's the way that I feel. One, two, three, four, and five. I, like in exact order. I love them all, but like it's hard for me to choose. Even with this fifth one out now, it's still, I don't. I'm going to put know. a timeout on that one because if nobody has seen Scream 3, let's go ahead and do spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler yes. alert. Mer, 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 mer. Uh, we In this episode, we will be covering, we're going to kick off in our first segment with Scream 3, and then uh, we're going to reach. Jump into four. We're going to hit the halfway point, and when you hear that Scream 4 trailer, you we know, know we know we're jumping into number four, which is also a great movie. Spoilers! All the spoilers! But this whole episode contains spoilers, yes. So, starting off the beginning of the movie with, um, I like the way that they brought Cotton back into it. Oh, yeah. He didn't get enough publicity in any of them, I think. It opens with him. It, it Yeah. It, it opens, opens with, with Cotton and his girlfriend. his girlfriend, the way that they were uh, fucking with him. Yeah. And she thought that Cotton was Ghostface because he kind of set that up to <clears throat> to make her or to make Cotton think that he's Ghostface. He's Ghostface. Exactly. And then when he shows up at the house and she's swinging golf clubs and throwing shit at him, he's like... No, it's not me. What are you? What is wrong with you? Turn around! Turn around! He's behind you. Run! Yeah, that that was really awesome. I love how a lot of uh, the pr whole premise of Scream Three is you're you're living through like the characters that played Dewey and Gale and Randy and Sid are uh, they're. Uh, well, Those they're yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> they're uh, they're making stab three. Mm -hmm. Yes, they are making stab three with um, and all the characters that are playing the real life people. They're kind of like teaming up together. You've got Parker Posey's character who plays Gail Weathers. Um, the other two actors or actor and actress that play Dewey and Sydney. I don't know their actual names. They escape me. Going to have to look on IMDb for that one. I, I can pull that up <laughs> really quickly. Uh, but Scream 3 uh, debuted in the year 2000. And it was directed by Wes Craven. It stars Ned Ugh. Campbell. It stars Dave Arquette, WCW World Heavyweight Champion. Friend star Courtney Cox. Unfortunately, <laughs> Scream Three is old enough to drink. Blech. As of last year, yes. I know, but it still can buy alcohol. How how does that make you feel, Mike? <coughs> <laughs> it came out when we it, were freshmen in high me, school. It makes me feel like I just want to lay on the side of the road in a pile of my own sick. <laughs> That's how it makes me feel. That is exactly it's how it makes so... me feel. I, so one of my favorite parts is when um, Martha Meeks comes back and meets. I know I'm jumping like halfway through the fucking movie, but I love the fact that Martha comes back and says, this is what I am supposed to give you from Randy. 
and it, it Randy explains that literally all bets are fucking off in the third in, in like the, the the last segment Kelly Rutherford played uh Christine which was Cotton Weary uh Leah Schreiber's girlfriend gotcha yes this movie had an awesome cameo in it as uh well she's a very well-known actress a uh, oh actress. carrie fucking fisher god our damn. our princess our general leia organa <laughs> the beautiful carrie fisher oh man but she wasn't carrie fisher no she, she but, was just a lookalike but i do love how her character was like oh no i guess i should have screwed george lucas to get the role because i was up for the role of princess leia in star wars and we were all like carrie you 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 oh oh you oh you what um, what was the scariest moment for you in this whole movie in scream 3 the most the, like the, the most terrifying moment for you because uh, i feel like we're not gonna have the same answer that's a tough one see we talked about in the previous podcast the most amazing scene of any horror movie that i feel is when they were in the car oh and scream two and scream two that that just tops everything i've ever seen and even though i know that they're not going to get killed in the car and scream two like it's still like i i've seen it a hundred million times but i'm still like ah bitch is gonna die oh yeah um if oh god jesus i don't know um The most <sighs> what was the what was the one scene in the movie that made you feel like i'm just i can't watch this this is too much it's for, never too for, much well, for, for you but... at that age when you saw it for the first how old were you when you saw scream for i don't for even time? remember i saw it in theaters see i didn't because i wasn't allowed because of my religious background well it's called sneaking in yeah well that still never happened because i never got to go to the movies I saw it with nick, and i never though. had friends to I go saw, see it i saw it with nick of course you did <laughs> That was that was I think the very first movie we saw in theaters together. Jesus. <laughs> um I don't have a a moment in time of that of any specific scene, but I will say the fight scene between Roman and Sydney was probably my favorite part of the entire movie. Oh, when Roman was when revealed Roman to be Ghostface. revealed as Ghostface also, and they fought. This is the only one that has one, one ghost face. Yep. One killer. And I don't know how the hell he did it, but bravo, Roman. Roman Bridger, played by Scott Foley, was the only gorgeous. ghost face. Gorgeous man. So He's the so scariest gorgeous. moment for me, and you're going to kick yourself in the pants, was when Sydney was having a dream that her mother, Maureen Prescott's ghost, was walking that, up yeah. to the house. You did mention that when we watched yes. it. Yes. That just that's just freaky. And then like she's at the window and you hear Sydney. Right. That still was. I still get chills. If I if I turn it on right now and watch it, I would still get goosebumps. It's just creepy. You know what? There actually was a moment in Scream 3, it was almost like Scream 2 when Ghostface 
and uh well roman and gail weathers fall down the stairs and gail is like dewey dewey i'm in the basement dewey come and find me and you're like oh god is she gonna have to step over him oh no got here there is one more cameo i want to circle back to that real quick okay jay and silent bob yes yo that's that chick connie chung from the news (laughs) yes 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 the jay and silent bob Okay, so it, reverting back to when I seen it, I am pretty sure it was 2002, maybe 2003. So it had been out for a little while. Well, not, not that long. That was when we I was able to start like actually watching scary movies when I was like 15, 16, 17 years old. Yeah. And um uh, we we watched one, two, and three all in order, um, because of one of my brother's friends who his dad was a huge horror movie fanatic, and they had literally every horror movie, mm-hmm. so he brought it over. And one, I th- and then we went to Blockbuster and got three. So we watched one, two, and then we went to Blockbuster that night and got three. So you got to kind of do the trilogy. I, I did the trilogy pretty much all in one night. That's yeah, awesome. yeah. I would love to do that. Um, we kind of did that every day for the oh rest God. of my life. <laughs> We kind of did that. Oh, last week when we watched each one a night building up to exactly, when we went to exactly five. Um, I I really like. I think Scream Three did a very good job of hiding who the killer was. Yes, because you know, in one, you kind of had an inkling that it could have been Billy, but then you don't want to say Billy, you know. Right. And you never thought it was Stu. Like I said before in the previous podcast, I thought it might have been Randy because he was way too smart. In the like in the first, first one. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not gonna lie. I did suspect Randy. Oh, absolutely suspected Randy because again he knew too much. And then they said, "Do not underestimate any single person." Yeah. yeah. And Scream Two. Scream Two was a good one too. You never knew who it was. That they did a really good job in two and three. Yeah. Two. You, I mean, of course, you expect her boyfriend. You always expect her boyfriend. Oh, and two, Jerry O'Connell. And the two, Jerry yeah. O'Connell. You always expect it. You wouldn't know who the second one was. But then it was Billy's mom, and then um, the other dude, his name escapes me. Timothy Oliphant. Tilly, Timothy Oliphant's character, <laughs> yes. And then Scream 3, you're thinking, oh, there's two, so who's one and two? Like, who, who, are, we, who are we choosing? And at that point in time... You you really I mean you can't you couldn't choose in three because there were so many but then they started getting killed off one by one and your suspect list kept getting shorter and shorter and shorter and shorter. So who who was your Mickey was Timothy Oliphant. That's right. Damn it. Who who did you expect in three? Who was yours in three? In three? Mm-hmm. Uh Patrick Dempsey. Absolutely, he was. He was my main Detective one. Kincaid. Yep. He was, too, because he was way too involved in that. And the way he kept talking to Sydney when she showed up, and he kept saying, where's Sydney? Bring Sydney. Where's Sydney? Get her on the phone. Where's Sydney? That's why I was like, mm, I think. And uh, what's the girl's name that played Sydney Prescott in Stab 3? Um, what was her name? Hold on. I'm getting there. It is killing me. Um, 
that's a good one. I um. Oh crap! It wasn't no. Jenny McCarthy was the first one to go after Cotton. Yeah. Angelina Tyler, Emily Mortimer. Yes. Is that who it was? Yeah, that that's true yeah. because she did. She she, she got. Played, ca- I yeah. mean, she got caught by Sydney in the bathrooms of the studio with um the ghost face yeah, cause, shit. Because Parker Posey played uh the Gail Weathers character. Yes. In Stab Three. Yes, but I mean, she, she, yeah, she was a prime suspect on my list when this came out. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I really love the fact that they had Patrick Warburton playing Parker Posey's bodyguard. Oh my god, yes, he's Pat- fantastic. Anyway, he's he's a. There isn't anything I wouldn't watch Patrick Warburton in because he is slept on. Yeah, well, I wouldn't say slept on. He just he has like. I mean, he's the fucking tick, for the love of the, God. The tone, he's Joe. <laughs> and the tick. Peter. Peter. I don't know how to do a Patrick Corbett impression. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but no. Uh, what do you think you're doing, no, Peter? Patrick Warburton's voice with, like, just comedy is good. It is. His voice makes things, he just makes things funny the way he says shit, because he's such a smartass. And like you don't know, he's like a he's like he a cuts serious... you before you know you got cut. Yeah, kind of kind of comedy thing. You've been dead for a week before you know you died. <laughs> Patrick Warburton kind of like lightened up the mood. Like even when he got stabbed, he was like, "Hey, I've been stabbed." <laughs> hey, 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 dewdrop, dewdrop. He kept calling Dewey dewdrop, which was hey, dewdrop, dewdrop, dewdrop. <laughs> <laughs> in in all of that movie, <laughs> dewdrop. I um I mean I really like the fact that they at least brought Jamie Kennedy back even though it was in a in a movie in a mm-hmm. video. Um and uh one of my favorite scenes was when uh the actor that played Dewey for Stab 3, he's reading that line in the script and he says the the one that dies is the one that smells the gas and then the house just like blows boom. up. Yeah. yeah. I really, can can we just, my brain works very strangely because I thought about Gail Weathers punching, so Courtney Cox punching Parker Posey in the my face. My lawyer loved, loved that. that. Not yes. as much as me. And then I thought about how god awful her hair was. What the fuck? Oh, Courtney Cox's hair? And what the Courtney p- Cox's Scream 3 haircut. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's what I thought about that. It was it was pretty funny. Oh my god, that was so bad. Who what? No. No, did you did you let your child cut your bangs? Or lack thereof bangs? Any female who is like Well, to be fair invested... though, it was the year 2000. It was fresh at like the 90s. And honestly, they probably were filming that movie in 1999. Yeah, probably. So it was technically still the 90s, which I mean, look at Sherry O'Terry's hair in Liar Liar. Yeah, but they did that on purpose. This like one Coolio. this one was supposed to be like a fashion statement. But then if you also go and look back, you can see like fucking thick highlights on the females, like the chunky highlights. Well, yeah, like uh Parker Posey's haircut. Exactly. She had the she had she was like uh I don't want to say a brunette. No, what's the She's what, a brunette. Is with... that brown hair? 
Yes. Okay. So with the blonde highlights, all yes. the she had tiger stripe head with her. Yep. She it, did. Wait, what? It's great looking ass. Okay. So um to um okay, I don't know why that popped up. So I'm gonna throw out some trivia and it's not really trivia, but holy crap. Um, did you know that Wes Craven filmed three different endings and, and didn't, didn't tell, tell the, the cast, cast which ending? I know. Yep. That's I was awesome. looking on, I saw the first two on IMDb. But the, our listeners haven't, so go oh, for it. Oh, shit. I didn't know this one either. So the green outfit that was worn by Parker Posey while on set uh-huh. is the same one that was worn by Courtney Cox in the first Scream. The green one. As in, like, Courtney Cox wore those clothes? It doesn't say specifically, but it's but the same the outfit. outfit. Yes. I never picked up on that. And I'm going to have to go back and watch them. Like, do, like, a side-by-side. That, yeah. Um, and all the sets for Stab 3 were replicas of the original since the sets were destroyed after Scream, the first one wrapped. Oh, so they weren't original sets? No. They were just recreated. Okay. Throughout the film, Sydney can be seen wearing the Greek letters around her neck that was given to her by her boyfriend, I, Derek. I seen that, and remember, I noticed it. Do you it. remember last week when we were watching yep. it, and I said, and I... I just noticed that. I said that, too. I was yeah. like, hey, she's got the, yeah. the letters still on. I had always known that she noticed that she had had a necklace on, but I never really, it never Paid really, attention. Like, like, oh, that was Jerry O'Connell's Greek letters. See, I noticed it when she walked into the police station and she she was start, starting to talk to Detective Kincaid. That's when I was like, oh, yeah. shit. Yeah, we we pointed it out at the same time. Um, Which did, I think that's ooh. really cool that, that they did that. Okay, so big shout out to Patrick Dempsey. Bravo, you awesome son of a bitch. He pulled a Vigo Mortensen. He the fuck did pull a Vigo Mortensen on this one. He was hired the day before the shooting began and had one night to learn three big dialogue heavy scenes. I need to know your secrets. Big ups to Patrick Warburton for doing such a Patrick Warburton? Or Patrick Dempsey. Thank you. There we go. A cheer and an applause from our studio audience. <laughs> I I just I need to know your secrets on on learning yeah. dialogue. I mean, look at our movie. Who's there? Yeah. <laughs> How many people did we pull in? Literally forty eight mm. hours, twenty four hours before we started. <laughs> yeah, we need to reshoot that. Yeah, we'll try maybe. again. With, we'll maybe pitch a sequel. <laughs> A better sequel to make the sequel better than the original. Exactly. Um. Oh shit! Oh, I didn't know this one. This one is a big one for me because it's like fangirl on this one. Do it. The house used during the climax, where most of the killing takes place, is the exact same house used as the school in Halloween H two O. Is it really? Yes, it is. Same building. Yeah. Really? So Scream Three and Halloween—that's the connect. I love Wes Craven's, like, let's put John Carpenter shit in here. Because I, look I, at Scream 1. That's look a... look at Scream 1. Really? Scream 1? Yeah. Oh, when the when They're the principal... They're watching Halloween. And then when the principal dies, he's got fucking Freddy Krueger, and he walks out, and the janitor's mopping, and he's like, hey, Freddy. That was Wes Craven. I know that was Wes Craven. Um, another fun fact is Scott Foley's future feature film debut. Is it really? That's what it says. 
Oh, well, congratulations to him on... That's like, awesome. But wasn't he on, like... You hit the ground running, dude. Gilmore Girls or something? One of those teen dramas that was big in the know. 2000s? I don't know. But I know... I don't... See, I don't even know if Gilmore Girls, what year that came out. If it that was in the 90s or what? <laughs> now, if it was Dawson's Creek, yeah, I know. Courtney Cox remarked about a relationship with then-husband David Arquette in the relation to the Scream franchise. I was just flirting with David on the first one. I was sleeping with him in the second, and we shared a trailer in the third. Nice. <laughs> Very nice. I'm sorry, but if we were on a movie together, I would want my separate trailer. I love you, but I want my own space. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> Let's see here. David Arquette and Courtney Cox met on the set of Scream in 96. Dated while shooting Scream 2 in 97 and married a month before principal photography on the third movie began. Oh, they even cut their honeymoon short to film it. What, for Scream 3? Yeah. That's a thing we would do. That's a total thing that we would do. We would spend our we wouldn't even. We would get married on set and be like, all right, let's go. Hey, Wes, can we do a wedding scene? Let, let's just do a quick wedding scene then, real quick. We'll get married on film. and let's, let's throw like a beach in there and then we'll just put that in the movie. <laughs> we'll call that the honeymoon. <laughs> oh, I didn't know this one. Um, yeah. Uh-huh. Dead air. No, I'm sorry. I'm trying to read which ones that I like. <laughs> oh, on the trivias? Yep. Are you on IMDb? Yep. The, the things you didn't know about Scream 3? That, yes, this is awesome. Oh, shit. Okay. Jamie Lee Curtis was offered the role of Bianca Burnett, but she turned it down. Really? That, that's what it says. Wes Craven is like growing out with John Carpenter through this whole thing. And he I'm was totally it. Like, growing out with like, it. Bro, you want to like swap actors for our movies and shit <laughs> let's just swap scenes and swap <laughs> actors and swap spit because blah, 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 blah. i mean who wouldn't with john carpenter me <laughs> i wouldn't either he's he, old he's, there's a lot of coffee and cigarettes in there no you're thinking of george romero 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 i'm sorry i kind of had a burp well i've been on set with mr carpenter and <laughs> i wish i wish i don't you fucking lie to me <laughs> you would know yeah, you wouldn't. You would know because I would be there. Same. Oh shit! So the film had a record opening weekend for number of screenings in the U.S. and but un unfortunately, it was later surpassed by Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. What screen three? Oh yeah, could, well they were back to back years. It was. Um. Let's see here. The bathroom in which Sydney finds Angelina on the set of Stab 3 is the replica in the one in which Sydney was attacked in the first scream, as evidenced by the position of its doors and its soap dispensers. Okay, nobody's going to actually see that. Yeah. Um, did you know that Emily Mortimer is a British actor? Is she really? She was almost not casted because of a permit. Really? Yep. Interesting. Um, I don't 
I mean, there's some other good ones in here. Jesus Christ, the budget for Scream 3 was $40 million, But it only cost $25 million more than Scream 1996 and $16 million more than Scream 2. Jesus. With a budget of $40 million? Good God, what could we do? With a budget of $40 A budget of $40 million? Yep. Quite a bit. Jeez. Uh, it was shot over a period of 12 weeks. Oh, this is funny. So uh, Jenny McCarthy, who was 27 years old at the time, played a 35-year-old who complains about having to play a 21-year-old. Even though that uh, Neff Campbell was oh. a lot younger yeah. than she her Sydney Prescott is younger than Neff Campbell. Okay, so here's the reasoning to the bangs. David Arquette suggested Courtney Cox, she cut her hair like Betty Page, thus giving rise to the infamous Scream 3 bangs per Entertainment Tonight video interviews with David Arquette. So David made her cut her fucking hair like that. Fuck you, David. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank that you, David. That was fucking terrible. Oh, shit. Okay, so last fun fact. Stone Cold Steve Austin was considered for the role of Stephen Stone. For real? Yes, he was. Oh, give me a hell yeah. That would have been... If you want to see Stone Cold Steve Austin oh, open up a Christ. can of whoop-ass on Ghostface, give me oh, a hell yeah. Jesus Christ. No. Uh, so if you guys have any comments or concerns or questions about Scream 3, drop them in the comments. Or if you have any fun facts. Oh, I love fun facts. Please share fun facts. I'm going to play a quick little clip revealing uh when roman revealed himself to be ghostface all right searched for a mother too an actress named rena reynolds tried to find her my whole life and four years ago i actually tracked her down knocked at her door thinking she'd welcome me with open arms but she had a new life and a new name maureen prescott you were the only child she claimed, Sydney. She shut me out in the cold forever. Her own son. Roman Bridger, director. And brother. She slammed the door in my face and she said I was Rena's child and Rena was dead. And it struck me. So there's that. The big reveal of Roman being ghost. <clears throat> I sound bubbly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the big reveal of Roman, uh, director for Step 3, uh, being revealed as the one and only infamous ghost face killer for this this part three of amazing franchise of horror films that is Scream. <laughs> so Sorry, uh, I was running out of things to say. <laughs> you're good. I mean, he did an amazing job. And again, I cannot say enough about that fight scene at the end. He was her brother. <laughs> Maureen Prescott. And, and and I just, I felt that heartfelt when she grabbed his hand as he's dying and was like, I wish I could have gotten to know you and like crying and they both were crying and he died. And also one of my favorite parts is when Dewey was like, I got this. Bang, 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 bang. And kept shooting him in the chest. And she's like, head! Do we shoot him? And then Dewey was like, head! And he's like, like all right. All right. Pow! And then Roman goes down. 
you always have to shoot them in the head. They come back for yep. one last scare, according, always. according always. to Randy. Elevator door closes. Are we ready to and, go on uh, a four? I think, I think, yeah, I think that's going to call it for Scream 3. If you haven't seen it, uh, go. It's amazing. God, it's so good. Rent one, two, three, four. Watch them on uh, whatever platform there is. You probably have to pay like $2, $3 for it. And then um, go and see five. But we will get to five later. Now we are getting ready for uh, number four. Going to jump into Scream 4. Are you ready? I am ready for four. I was very much um, pleased and enjoyed four. Let's dive in to the infamous Scream 4. What's your favorite scary movie? Here is my Winsboro Massacre anniversary question. What is your favorite scary movie? What's your favorite? Scary movie. One generation's tragedy is the next one's a joke. What is your favorite scary movie, man? I'll show you. <laughs> this week marks the anniversary of the infamous Woodsboro murders. Local celebrity victim Sydney Prescott chose to return to her hometown. Welcome home, Sydney. Watch the preview of coming events. What do you want? murders after the original movie it's time for someone new to die the unexpected is the new cliche and virgins can die now does that mean that i'm not gonna live as long as these two clearly to be the new version the killer should be filming the murders down down behind you go ahead if you have the guts not to implicate him you can't kill sydney she's victim royalty not true sid's expendable Point taken. Guaranteed third act main cast bloodbath. Fingers crossed on some nudity for a change. Time for your last question. Name the remake of the groundbreaking. Halloween, Texas Chainsaw, Dawn of the Dead, The Hills Have Heights, Amityville Horror, Christmas House of Wax, Pop Night, Bloody Valentine. It's one of those, right? None of the ever. I'll be right back. I know this one. You're not supposed to say that, are you? <laughs> You should have seen the look on your face. So Scream 4 was released in April of 2011. And we see in it, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, the return of our fan favorites, Neff Campbell as Sidney Prescott, David Arquette as Sheriff Dewey Riley, and... Uh, Gail Weathers, who is now Gail Riley, mm -hmm. because they are married, and we have uh, some new characters and cameos from Anna Paquin, Kristen Bell, uh, 
hot. Oh, God. Jeez. Uh, Anna Paquin is so hot. Emma Roberts. Marley Shelton, who plays Deputy Judy Hicks. Judy Hicks! I call her Deputy Lemon Squares. <laughs> Nico, Nico Tortorella, who plays Trevor. What, 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 what? Who, uh, you, he is also on The Walking Dead World Beyond. Oh, and, yeah! And another actor who many of you know as Cousin Fuller from Home Alone, Roy Culkin, brother, real-life brother Rory. of Macaulay Culkin, who plays Charlie Walker. Among many others. Among many others. Uh, Adam Brody is in this. Hayden, did you say Hayden? Hayden Panettiere. Uh, she was phenomenal in this. Just to just to throw that out there, like I really loved her performance in Scream Four. I like the way that I they agree. made her. Uh, Anthony Anderson was in this as well. He played Deputy Perkins. I really like the way that they made her, yes, she's a girly girl, but damn, did she know her horror movies. I was impressed with her knowledge of horror. Well, I mean, as a character. Uh, well, her character, yeah, that was really Because, I mean, good. if you walked up to her in, in like, in now life, times and be like, hey, what's this? I, I mean, I don't know, maybe she does. So, the plot twist and the killers at the end were like not normal, but at the same time, is it? I really like the way that they they drove this, like the destination, the final destination yeah. of this of of her cousin wanting fame and her falling in love or her having a partner that that she just pretty much led on to get where she wanted. Yeah. Which was uh, Roy Culkin's character. Spoilers for this. Uh, <clears throat> they were uh, Roy Culkin and Emma Roberts were the ghost face killers. This is where we see the return of two ghost faces. Two faces. Uh, this movie actually takes place 10 years after Scream 3. And Very weird. Sydney Prescott, who has put herself back together, thanks in part to her writing is visited by the ghost face killer once again. Nev Campbell is still hot. I don't care what anybody says. She is fun. Pretty sure no one's going to fight you on that. Yeah, no, I don't think so. So, Scream 4. Ugh. They did a really good job with this. Yeah? Um, one of my favorite moments from Scream 4. Uh, oh, gosh. My favorite moment is when Rory Culkin is in the chair outside. They kind of paid homage to Scream, the first one, where Drew Barrymore's uh, boyfriend was outside. Yeah. And um, Ghostface was on the phone, and Ghostface was like, who is? And she starts rambling off all of these horror movies. She just named every horror movie that there is. And and she was like, I'm sorry, I can't open the door. And then she opens the door and runs outside to him. And she's like, I did it. I did it. And he was like, I gotcha, bitch. Like, oh, I'm right. I'm, I'm right, you son of a bitch. I'm right. <laughs> womp, womp. And then Roy Culkin stabs her she in rah, the belly. Rah, rah. Yeah. Multiple times. Even though she was like hitting on him and flirting on him at the end of the, the movie at the party. And I, I also, thinking back, I really like the homage to the first Scream. 
when Gail Weathers goes to the barn party for Stab Four. Oh, when they were doing the Stabathon. The Stabathon, yes. Yeah. And um, that that throws me off because a really amazing friend of mine, when she first met me and and found out that my love for horror movies and Halloween and spooky things, she used to call me Stabatha. Oh, Angie. Angie. <laughs> uh, she would call me Stabatha or Stabby. Um, now she calls you Tablet. Now, well, I'm also Tablet. She had very <laughs> many nicknames for me. But uh, Stabatha was one of my, my favorites that she came up with. Hey, that's actually a really good uh, handle for most <laughs> most things. You want to hit that vape again? Was that vape? <laughs> I think I need to drink a beer. Drink that beer. You mean that twisted? Spilling it everywhere. Good job. Got a hole in your lip? Need it's a sippy cup? drink with a koozie. Sippy cup. I maybe I need I'll to put a, a, sippy, a cup. sippy cup in the koozie. Yeah, you can so do I that. Can use my butt drugs of corn in Indiana. Ba -ba -ba butt drugs. Would love to have butt drugs sponsor the show. Ba -ba -ba butt drugs. Everybody in our podcast uh, groups, the Four House, um, they we absolutely have made them butt, butt druggers. They are butt druggers. Drug the butt <laughs> and butt lickers. Butt butt lickers and butt drugs. <laughs> anyway. I have no idea where I was going on this, but um, hold on, backtracking. Let me think. What was I talking about? Scream four. I know yeah. that, but where was I at? I don't remember. I don't either. <laughs> oh, Gail Weathers in the barn scene where she was placing oh, yeah, the yeah, cameras, yeah. and then um, in the news van they were like, "Oh, it's on a delay." I I love the fact that they were incorporating a lot of Scream 1 into Scream 4. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. Where she was, you know, pretty much trying to follow every single step of what Sydney went through in Scream 1 and um, trying to recreate it for herself so she could be the final girl. So, a few trivia facts about I was, Scream 4. Well, let's keep talking about Scream 4, and then we'll get to trivia facts. Okay. I mean, I I just... What was your favorite part of Scream 4? You know, honestly, I kind of like the opening, too. The opening where they had, yeah. like, you thought it was Scream, and then, like... When, uh... Kristen Bell, Kristen Bell and Anna Bell Paquin. kills Anna Paquin, you're like, what? Wait, what? What? Who are they supposed to be playing? And then they open it for Stab 4. Yeah, which there's another trailer, which is that opening. That opening trailer? Yeah. That's, I thought that was really cool. That is cool. That was really cool. I do actually I think the opening might be one of my favorites because of the it whole was... franchise. I just thought that like all these cameos, I like cameos yes. from other people, and I thought that was really cool that they had so many. Um, and they uh, they don't even actually play themselves. Like Anna Paquin, is, uh, she plays a girl named Rachel. Kristen Bell plays Chloe, and then you have, uh, oh shoot, what's her face? I don't know. Who are you talking about? <laughs> I don't remember. Okay. Uh, Lucy. Lucy Hale. Yeah, is that her name? Yep. She's in it. Yep. Uh, yeah, she plays Sherry. I uh, Roger Jackson returns as the voice. I think it's, I, I really like the kills in this just because, like, when her uh, publicist 
or her assistant gets killed in the parking garage. That was pretty cool for me. Uh, Sinead Grimes Beach, uh, known for her role on the show Degrassi. She has a cameo in it. I've never seen Degrassi. Oh, God, I got the hiccups. So sorry. Oh, are you good? Yeah. It, oof. Are you sure? I'm trying. Hold your breath. Maybe I should just drink more beer. Yeah, hold your breath and drink more beer. <gasps> That's my Aquaman <laughs> trick. That's that's my little Aquaman trick. It's like breathing underwater, which is really cool. What was I can't what, do that. Was it Robbie? The guy who had the camera attached to his head mm-hmm. at all times. The GoPro kind of thing. Hold on, we're getting rid of hiccups. Yeah, I'm so sorry. I apologize. I'm hiccupy. I'm throaty. Whatever uh, I mean, means. we haven't drank but in yeah, weeks. Uh, Robbie Mercer. Okay. Played so, by Eric Knudsen. Knudsen. <laughs> I don't know how to say his last name. I apologize if he's listening. I doubt it, but okay. No, I really like the way his character was. I really feel his character was an homage to Randy as well. Yeah, I could see that because I mean, he's he like was, the film buff. Yeah. Well, not as much as he was Charlie, which was the other killer. Well, which Charlie, Roy. Charlie for me was kind of a Randy character also in that of uh, he was knowledgeable. Kind of, he was a film buff. So that kind of felt like uh, you were kind of like having Randy be the, come back and be the killer. In, in a sense that they're kind of like the same nerdy film buffs, film geeks. Yeah. They know all, all about movies, how to survive horror movies, which is what Randy was in the first two, mainly yeah. the first one. But I think those two guys were, uh, they were kind of like the, the Randy Meeks characters. And and can I just say the chemistry that was also between Anthony Anderson and Adam Brody during during this, where they were the, I, okay, so hear me out. They were the dorky deputies. Right. They reminded me of the dorky deputies from Halloween 5. Do you remember the two deputies from yeah. Halloween 5 I, that I were outside that. of the barn? Yep, I could see that. Where, and it's always two dorky deputies. Yeah. And it, that, that kind of gave me that Halloween 5 You got vibes, like a Halloween feel from it. Where it was... You know, they're supposed to be on post and they're supposed to watch and make sure that, you know, no one's getting killed or nothing's going down. And they're just talking like, just and like joking five. and boom, just like Halloween five. Freeze. I'm starting to think Wes Craven was a big Halloween fan. That's kind of what I'm, I need to research more. <laughs> I, feel and like, I feel like John and Wes were like best buds. I wouldn't doubt it at they all. Were, they were movie bros. The movie. Absolutely. The movie bros. Um, so, do you want to go into trivia? Uh, yeah. You mind if I take a ride on this one? Take the lead on this one? You can absolutely. I'll jump in. Okay. Well, you do one and I'll do one. Are we on the same one? We'll, we'll take turns. Yes, okay. we are both on screen four. Oh, this first one is breaking my heart. <laughs> yeah. The last After film. After reading it. By Wes Craven before he died from brain cancer on August 30th, 2015, at the age of 76. Rest in peace, Mr. Craven. Well, here's another one for you on that. 
At four installments, this is initially landmarked the Scream franchise as being one of the only horror franchises to have both its main characters as well as its director, Wes Craven, return for all of its sequels until the release of Scream 5, which came out last week, which features new directors as a result of Wes Craven's passing. Aww. May he rest in peace. Now, back to the film real quick before we continue with this. One of my, I mean, the the ending of Scream 4 probably is, besides the third one, besides the third Scream, the ending for 4 is my top two. Like, the third ending. The hospital scene? Not even the hospital scene, but where... um Clear. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. It was cheesy as shit, but I it fucking was... loved it. I absolutely God, I love that. Absolutely cheesy. Do you have any final words? <laughs> Just one. Clear. Clear. And then Sydney electrocutes her cousin in the head, as cousins do. As oh, cousins. Cousins do that cousins shit too. Cousins absolutely electrocute each other. Mine shot me in the face with a gun. <laughs> but you know, you still have the scar above your kinda, eyebrow. It's kind of the same thing. And you told your mom you ran into a thorn bush. I and I got in so much trouble for that. Good job. Good job. I I really... The way that Jill Roberts, Jill, which is Sydney's cousin, before the final act, when they're in the hospital, when she starts throwing herself around the house and she, like, stabs herself and, and, and like, she throws herself into the wall Gunner looked at me when we were watching this and he goes, why is she throwing herself into the wall? Is she going <laughs> to, why did she throw herself on the table? I said, baby, she's psychotic. She's, she's trying to make it look like someone tried to kill her. Psycho killer. <laughs> and then the hospital scene where Dewey's like, oh, Sydney might make it. She's in the ICU. And she was like, Oh, that's great. And he walks away and she's like, bitch, gonna die. And she like rips off everything and starts walking to Sydney's room. And then when, when, he, <laughs> when Dewey got into the hot, into the room where Gail was yeah. and he was like, oh, she's so sweet. She said she wanted to write a book with you, Gail, just like he did with Sid. And, she, and Gail's like, she what? So. And then he gets hit over the head with a f- <laughs> <laughs> fucking bedpan. Just a pong. So I have a pretty awesome piece of trivia, and this is a callback to the first film. Are you ready? Let's go. The outfit that Trevor wears in the final act of the movie is the same outfit that Neil Prescott wore in the final act of the first film. Trevor Sydney's... is also bound and gagged identically to Neil Prescott, Sydney's father. Oh, when he got shot in the dick. Yes. Okay. When he fell out of the closet. I didn't know that, were... but that's awesome. And he got shot in his member as well. He got shot in the dick. Yeah. So that was a callback to Scream 1. All right. All right. That's awesome. That I wouldn't have put two and two together, but that's I, super cool. I was today years old <laughs> when I learned this. I was right now years old. Um, and then he got shot in the head. Ooh, this would have been bad. 
this would have made the movie not that great. Okay. The roles of Chloe and Rachel at the beginning of the film. Right. Which is Anna Paquin and Kristen Bell. Right. Were written with Paris Hilton and Lindsay Lohan in mind. Ew. However, Ugh. I think the the cool thing about that, if that had happened, was we would have seen one of them get killed. I would have enjoyed both of them getting killed, but... I agree. I digress. Yeah. <laughs> this is also the first Scream movie to not feature the song Red Right Hand. Oh, I love that movie. Song. Or that song, sorry. I was looking at something on here that said movie. <laughs> but yeah, you know. Oh, that's that a way. really good song, though. With a red right hand. That song is a huge staple to the Scream franchise, I believe. Oh, it absolutely it's, is. It's in a lot of other films, but I, I feel like... Like Dumb and Dumber? It Like in Dumb and Dumber. But I feel like when I hear that song, that is... That's on the Scream soundtrack. What? Did you know about 18 minutes into the movie, a bust of Henry Winkler, the former principal in Scream 1996, could be seen briefly in a hallway? Really? Oh, so they paid like a tribute. That's that's cool. That's I like cool. that. That is very cool. I like that a lot. That's awesome. Dead air. Hold on. <laughs> Um, yeah, grab another one. Let's see here. (laughs) Oh, Paris Hilton and Lindsay Lohan. That's where I'm at right now. Um, let's see. Wait, what? What? I don't. That one's kind of odd. Well, while you're looking. The film is critical of horror remakes and the so-called torture porn horror. Interestingly, director Wes Craven previously produced a handful of remakes of classic horror films, including Carnival of Lost Souls in 98, The Hills Have Eyes in 2006, which was absolutely amazing. I fucking love that remake. And The Last House on the Left in 2009, which is another amazing remake. I love those last two. I need to re-see Carnival of Lost Souls in 98 because the original is, is pretty good. Yeah. Um, wait, they actually, in an early draft of the script, Courtney Cox and, and David Arquette, so Gail and Dewey, had a baby. But really? was Yeah, but it was changed after it was decided bringing a baby into the film would make shooting impossible. But, 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 if they would have brought a baby into it, they could have brought the, it back in Scream 5. The, the the child of Dewey and... Dewey and Gale. And Gale, that would have been cool. What? So I have another callback to Scream 1. Let's go. Around the 55 minutes mark, a dummy of Tatum, played by Rose McGowan... In the first Scream. ...stuck in the pet door, a moment that is also echoed by the movie's opening sequence, is visible at the Stabathon. Audience members dressed as Dewey and Gale can also be seen. Okay. And they're wearing their outfits from the first film. Do well, Dewey is too because he's a sheriff. <laughs> he's a sheriff. That's actually. But, but the outfit that that uh, Courtney Cox wears on Scream One. Yeah. At the at the final act when they're at Stu's house. Yes. 
uh, you can see kids wearing, like, some girls wearing that outfit. Okay. Did you know that the uh, role of Deputy Perkins, which is played by Anthony Anderson, Anderson appears in several of the Scary Movie sequels, which was a spoof off of the Scream films. That's kind of cool. They kind of, like, brought him into the Scream films since he did so many of the Scary Movie ones. Yeah, well, and you know that Scream was supposed to, its original title was Scary Movie. Scary Movie, it was, yes. And that's where the people that made Scary Movie took that from. Deputy Perkins, first name is Anthony, making his name Anthony Perkins, which is the same name as the actor who played Norman Bates in the Psycho film franchise, 1960. Really? There is a line that was repeated by Skeet Ulrich in Scream 1996, we all go a little mad sometimes, which is repeated. And he also shares the first name with the actor who plays them. Anthony Anderson. Huh. Interesting. No. That's kind of weird, too. At around 17 minutes, the scene where Kirby, Hayden Panettiere, says that her favorite scary movie is Bambi. It mirrors the scene in Scream 2 where Randy, Jamie Kennedy, tells the killer that his favorite scary movie is Showgirls. I didn't think about that until now. Hold on. Okay, you're going to have to explain that one to me like I'm five. (laughs) So when Ghostface calls Kirby, Uh he said, what's your favorite scary movie? And she says, Bambi. Bambi. It's in the exact same way, exact same tone that Jamie Kennedy in Scream 2 says. I gotcha. Oh, my favorite movie is show or my favorite scary movie is Showgirl. Yeah, because have you ever seen Elizabeth Berkley act (laughs) outside of Saved by the Bell? Um, oh man, that would have been cool. Patrick Dempsey was rumored to reprise his role from Scream 3. Um, I don't really, uh, last one, although Scream franchise was intended to be a trilogy, a fourth movie was rumored on and off several times since the release of Scream 3. The movie was officially announced in 20, or July 20, or 2008 by the Weinsteins and Dimension Films in a press release and was finally released in theaters in 2011, 11 years after Scream 3. Really? Yes. And then we got Scream 5, which is 10 years which after 4. Came out last, uh, not even a whole week ago. Came Absolutely. out Friday, this past Friday. Um, <clears throat> which we will dive into on our next episode. Okay, so one of my absolute favorite, favorite quotes is, don't fuck with the original. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sydney Prescott. Well, let's play a quick clip from Scream 4, and then we'll dive into some famous lines that we like from the movie. Absolutely, let's go. All right, let's do it. Here's a quick clip from Scream 4. Hello, Sydney. Surprised? Watch this. This is the part, my dear cousin, when the cameras... Turn off. Charlie? Already taken care of. Man, I got great footage of my Robbie kill. Better than Jenny and Marty or Olivia even. Good, we'll cut and upload it later. Make it all traceable to Trevor. Speaking of which... Remind you of anything? 
Joe, please. Shut up! Dick. Everything I learned, I learned from you. You think you had a shitty boyfriend, Sydney? There's one that fucks you, dumps you. And doesn't make you famous. That was the uh that was uh the reveal of uh Jill and Charlie being uh ghostface. Kill the ghostface killers. <clears throat> so that reveal, how did that how did you feel about that? It was not as climactic as the other ones, but I had a I had a feeling that Charlie was the killer. You had like a I had an inkling. Inkling or hinkling? Ink. Inkling. I don't know the word. <laughs> um Jill totally threw me for a curveball. Yeah. I never thought, but that that's of course they took it another direction. You know, it wasn't focused on killing Sydney because her mom was a whore. Right. As right. the previous three. Um finding out that her cousin was trying to kill her because of she wanted to be famous and popular like she was yeah if they would have mentioned more of it like made jill more obsessed with sydney and how her story was in the beginning of the movie then i think it probably would have given it away a lot more i i agree um and then again charlie like how did you how would you have put charlie into it except being the love interest of jill and wanting to make her happy yeah um i think it was one of those like the the geek gets the girl kind of a situation like in a, in a weird way like the geek gets the cute like the one of the pop popular girls at school right kind of a thing right even though they weren't super popular yeah. but they were known right right but he was like the film geek like the loser kind of overlooked type oh absolutely and she was she dated the popular guy and you know she made her her rounds around guys at school probably or whatever i don't know popular chicks are like that at schools it's high school it's weird i never went to high school <clears throat> so i didn't have to deal with that <clears throat> look at you i was homeschooled <laughs> um jill actually mentions if we're going into quotes sydney <laughs> said even your friends Jill says, my friends, what world are you living in? I don't need friends. I need fans. Which I feel, you know, kind of screamed for, kind of touched on the fact that people wanted to be famous. And I noticed a lot of Scream 4 was a lot of virtual stuff, like video and live stream and cell phones and kind of, you know, today's society even even 10 years ago the society then where everything was starting to become more virtual and she wanted to be famous not just in papers but on the on internet on online yeah um dewey one of his quotes was one generation's tragedy is the next one's joke i have it's a short quote but it was uh deputy perkins yep but I really like it. Yep. And this is for uh, all those people that think Die Hard is a Christmas movie. <laughs> <laughs> say it, say it, say uh, it. Fuck Bruce Willis. <laughs> so um, 
Ghostface. I, I really like this one. This isn't a comedy. It's a horror film. People live, people die, and you better start running. I really like that. Like, it sounds like something that we would come up with running a chainsaw. Yeah. During launch season. Yeah. <laughs> when we would look at people and count one, two, and we'd start chasing them. That, yeah. No, that's. I mean. That's valid. <laughs> well, we'll give you to the count of three to start running. <laughs> one, two, <laughs> run. <laughs> Ugh. There's a there's another quote that I really like, and this is kind of a banter between Kirby and Ghostface. Uh, which one? Uh, Kirby says, "You do know there are cops all over this house," and Ghostface says, "I think I have just enough time to slice someone open." Nice. I really uh, like that one. That's that's like classic. Like yeah, Ghostface would definitely say some shit like that. Oh, absolutely. Or whoever is Ghostface at the time, you know. Okay, here's the one that you you brought up um, a few minutes ago is um, Gail. Okay, but can I have just one final word? Yeah. Jill, what? Please. Gail, no. Clear. Jill, clear. Sydney Prescott is hiding behind her holding a defibrillator. Clear. Oh, head. Again, cousins do that to each other. Cousins really do. I'm glad that at least I was a female, even though I hung out with male cousins, because I'm pretty sure if I was a dude, then it would have been like a million times worse for me. Probably. Probably. <laughs> there, There is a, a stew quote in this movie. Yes. And it's, again, Deputy Perkins. And that quote is, I'll be right back. Oh. Which is the one thing you never say in a in scary a movie. No, when you're in that situation, you, you never say I'll be right back. <laughs> One of my favorite lines, too, is, oh, and by the way, your lemon squares taste like ass when Gail is being thrown out of the police and precinct. I don't, I don't care who you are. I don't care how bad you hate someone. Lemon squares do not taste like ass, Lemon right? squares are one of the single greatest pastries in the history of pastries, treats. And baked goods. Lemon squares are flawless. Unless you're one of those psychopaths that put raisins in it. Now, if she had put raisins in her lemon squares, uh, I'd be like, oh, you're. But what? No, 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 that no, 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 no. There right is, there. no, there's no reason to put raisins in lemon squares. That's fucking ridiculous. Again, so if she had done that, okay, no, this there is no recipe out there that calls for lemon squares. Somebody, no. somebody somewhere has someone's done that. grandmother put raisins in lemon squares at a church function. And they are serial killers. A church function, the basement church function, you know, the one like in the middle of the summer. Yeah, yeah. No, you're, yeah. It's like putting mayonnaise in, uh, I don't know, what are you not supposed to put mayonnaise in? Isn't there I like, don't a, know. like a potato salad no. or something like that? Potato salad, coleslaw. I mean, you could put mayonnaise literally in everything. So, uh, but anyway, that's way off Oh, track. so here's another one, Gail. So where's the circle jerk going to take place? Oh, because the in reference to the Stabathon. Yes. <laughs> yep. When they were talking about the Stabathon, when it was going to yeah. go down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, why is Sidney Prescott staying with you? I mean, that's like being on Top Chef with Jeffrey Dahmer. 
You know Jeffrey Dahmer's favorite steak? Oh, no. Black Angus. <laughs> oh, that was bad. <laughs> no, it was... I want to thank uh, Ryan and Brad of Pub Time Podcast for... For that one? For that joke. Shout out to the boys. Ugh, that one is such a dad joke. So, any more on Scream 4? Um... Okay, so I'll end it with this one because this one is really awesome. Go for it. On on the uh, quotes. Welcome home, Sydney. You're a survivor, aren't you, Sydney? What good is it to be a survivor when everyone close to you is dead? You can't save them. All you can do is watch. Quote, end quote. End quote. Yep, it is. Prob- probably Jill. That was probably Jill. More than likely, because she is, she seems like when she was on the phone, if you go back and watch it after you know who the killers are, you can tell who's Jill and, and who's Charlie, because I yeah. think, I think Jill is more dramatic and more theatrical and, and actually puts thought into what she's saying as Charlie's like, you're going to die, bitch. Yeah. No, yeah, I agree. Like, let's just get to the point where I I cut your fucking throat. Let's just let's just stab, 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 stab. Speaking of stab, 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 stab. Uh huh. Um, oh my god, I can't think of her name. The girl that's that gets killed in her room, and 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 fucking Jill runs into the house and is like, "Oh, let me see." And Sydney's oh, like, they're, "Oh no, they're friend, their friend, yes, yes." And she was like, "No, no, you don't want to go in there." Like. How the fuck does someone have that much blood in their body to paint their fucking entire room that, that fucking was, red? That was all four pints of blood. That, Jesus. There is was, that how much blood is in the human I, body? Four I pints? don't know. I gotta Google that now. That's okay. That's like th- that entire room was, I mean, it wasn't even painted. But that Lord have mercy. Why wasn't there like guts and shit everywhere that was a lot of blood yeah no i'm surprised that there wasn't like some gutting and maybe some limb dismemberment from her but then again they were using that small hunting knife no that's a uh dad has that knife my dad he has that knife 10 pints of that is a heavy heavy knife the average adult has around 10 pints of blood. Okay, okay. well then she dumped that's, at least 8 out. That's that's a lot of blood. Yes. That's that's quite a bit of blood. So is that going to... I mean, oh yeah, that's about a gallon of blood. Yeah. That's about a gallon of blood everywhere. That's um, going to be quite a bit of blood. It's a lot of blood. Are you on WebMD? Uh, <laughs> I just Googled it. It just came up. So out of one through four, in order, let's don't, go ahead and wrap that. What What is your, no, one through four, What in order. Oh, my God. Mine is in order. Literally, one, two, three, well, four. actually, it would be one, three, two, four. Yeah. Um. I would God, I, I, don't I, know. I would have put two second 
just for the the anticipated car scene because that is one of my favorite horror movie scenes <sighs> of all time. See, for me, I, I don't know because I love them all. I could, I'm always down to watch any of them. The first one is my absolute favorite. The first one is my absolute hands down fucking favorite of the franchise. It it is, but if you don't say one as your first, like as the favorite, then then I'm gonna you're absolutely wrong, and I'm gonna find you and punch (laughs) you in the face. Are you gonna put on a ghost face costume and just I'll just walk up to you in a ghost face like a fish? (laughs) No, I'm just gonna come up to you and punch you in the face. Because, I mean, none of two, three, four, five will ever beat the first one. See, it's, And it might just because Matthew Lillard is in the first one. I might have to go with you on that same uh, order. One, three, two, four. But again, I just, I, God, I love the whole franchise just so much. It's, it's, it's really hard for me to really. I mean, they did a really good job with it. Sit down Absolutely and think of my favorite. I, yeah. And besides that, it's nostalgia. Those of us who were born in the 80s and grew up in the and nice. grew up in thank you. And grew up in the 90s. Like that's yeah. that is that's our you know, the 1970s they had Halloween. In the 80s they had Jason. They had Friday the 13th. In the 90s we have Scream. That's our our horror flick. Gunner, uh, which which scream is your favorite? All of them. <laughs> <laughs> you liked all of them, yeah. Yep. So, uh, I guess that's gonna do it for Scream Four. Uh, absolutely. All right. So, uh, well, this was this was fun, and now we're uh, that that concludes part two of three. On our Scream franchise We come series. back with five. going to come back and do wrap it up. Make with sure the... you listen to the first one. Yes. So you can get a grasp on one and two. And then you've got three and four now. And then listen in and watch for part five. And where can all of these awesome listeners listen to this episode? And the one before that when we did Scream I mean, you can listen on Spotify. You can listen on Apple. You can listen on Google. You can absolutely, it, I would highly suggest downloading Good Pods. Um, even if you're not a podcaster, definitely download Good Pods and listen to a lot of really awesome podcasters out there. I mean. And while you're there on Happy Hour Podcast, you can click the all five golden stars for us and leave reviews on each episode please leave a positive review we only accept positive reviews any negative reviews is going to get a wedgie and a wet willy i will i will gut you like a fish i'll just give you a wet willy and a wedgie i want to see what your insides look like (laughs) that was my ghost face that that was pretty good horrible that was pretty good i'm not a good impressionist wow Wow. Wow. Ghostface killer. Oh my God. <laughs> He's here in the house where Stu once lived. That was dumb. That I'm was... so sorry. You weren't in the dumb. zone. You got to get in the zone for that I one. I can't. I can't. But um, maybe maybe when uh, we do Scream 5 next time. Yep. Maybe I'll, Scream I'll do... 5, you can do that one. Whoa, Sydney. I'm here to murder you. I'm here. To... Whoa. Wow. <laughs> I'm here to murder you, Sydney. That's stupid. <laughs> Have another drink there, babe. Have another drink. Ghostface is coming. No.
Don't know. No. Christmas boss. Or there's the... Uh, oh, shit. Sorry. There's <laughs> that one scene from... Mm. We already talked about that one. Yeah. And that did not sound like her. It was way too high. Sydney. A little bit better. Okay. With the echo. Oh, no. That was, that's still. <laughs> All right. No. So uh, we got a little bit of time left, and a lot of people know about this already. So I'm going to go ahead and start promoing it now. I think Are we you should really? really do that. I mean, it's eight months on away. August 26th and, and 27th. And 27th. And 28th, because we're going to roll into the 28th. Well, those dates are for us and those involved. But uh, we will be doing... I'm so excited about this one. We will be recording, and the application has been submitted... Today. ...to the Guinness Book of World Records. Because they never answered you on your email. For Happy Hour Podcast, me, Tab, and Caleb, we are going to do... We're going to attempt. Going no, to there attempt. is no attempt. We are going to succeed. Do. There is no try. Do or do not. There, there is, is no, no try. try. We are going to do the longest, the, world? the world's longest recorded podcast episode, single episode, which is currently sitting at 36 hours. By a gentleman in UK. Which is a record that I believe is nine to ten years old. Almost ten. You Maybe. Said, you said 2013. I believe it was 2013 when that happened. We, along with other fellow podcasters who will be revealed at a later time. And special guests. Special guests. We're still working on special guests. Uh, are all going to, they are all going to come on Happy Hour Podcast. And we will attempt at breaking the world record the guinness book world record for the single longest recorded podcast episode hey gunner do you want to be on the guinness book of world records longest podcast episode no what you don't want to intro us no gunner's gonna bring us in here oh yeah gunner is totally gonna bring us in on this one but yeah that's the thing that we're gonna do so uh, I'm going to drop the socials real quick. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Happy Hour Show 3. You can follow us on Instagram at Happy Hour Podcast 3. And just search Happy Hour Podcast on Facebook and you can find us there. Don't forget about our merch store where you can buy t-shirts, you can buy laptop bags, screen protectors, all the fun stuff. Even mugs. Pillows, coffee mugs, travel mugs, pins. Designated hoodies. quizzers. Uh, Lisa actually messaged me the other day that she bought two coffee mugs because they wanted it. And I'm so excited. So follow, uh, or don't follow, go to tpublic.com, T-E-E, public, P-U-B-L-I-C.com, and <laughs> search Last Call, Last Call Merch. Um, you can buy some cool shit. And not only do you, it's not just like one color t-shirt. But it's it's, it's multiple colors. You can choose the color that you Black, want. Black, white, red, blue, pink, uh, purple, pink, green. green. I mean, you name it. Oh, you yeah. pick pick a color. We left it open because we want you guys to choose the color that you look best in. Like I do not look good in red. 
orange, I yellow. I don't I care don't. what color they were as long as it has the Happy Hour Podcast <laughs> logo on it. Uh, uh, yeah, Gunner, Gunner is mentioning to me right now that um, we kind of ordered some of our own merch. And, uh, and it's Gunner, not for you to buy. It's for us to keep. <laughs> it is for us buy to your keep. Own. Gunner uh, decided that he wanted a blue shirt. So he has a blue shirt with the Happy Hour logo on it. Uh, we've got some shirts coming in for ourselves. And, some baseball uh, tees. Baseball tees. They do have baseball tees, which makes me super excited because baseball tees are one of my favorite t-shirts. And there's also uh, hoodies. Pull pullover hoodies. Fuck. The classic zip-up. Uh, you can get hoodies in the lightweight fabric materials as well as I mean, shirts. You can get v – we have v-neck shirts. We have wife beaters. If we you have, guys uh, are also podcasters and you, you want to sell your own merch – Definitely hit us up on this one because you don't pay for shit. Uh, and we found out about this website via the Bleach Bros podcast because that's where them. their that's where their merch is sold. I and, love them. And uh, if you want to get some podcast merch that isn't Happy Hour podcast, then you should get uh, on that same website. Look for Designated Quizzers or Bleach Bros podcast, and absolutely rep those guys as well because well, Designated two Quitter amazing shows. Designated Quizzers is is working on their final um, logo mm -hmm. because they said it didn't compare and contrast to what they had. But I am super excited once they do drop their final logo to purchase something. I don't know what it's going to be, but I'm going to purchase something for each each of those podcasters. And uh, the other day I spoke with uh, the Happy Hour with the Hamilton Bros podcast, and they are in the process of working on their own merch as well. And when that is released... Uh, we'll buy we'll buy we something will buy that and then we will share their link so, to their merch store merch store as well and i, I know you, you guys hate, can buy some some of them as well i know you hate the fact that um i i uh i'm a drinking glass and coffee mug hoarder but um if i happen to buy coffee mugs or travel mugs through um these these podcasters would oh, you hate will. me for that no because i'm gonna do the same as well <laughs> Because if they're not, friends, I might do t-shirts. They're friends to the show, and we're all part of the big podcast. I, I, I need new t-shirts since <laughs> I've retired. Well, not retired, but I, I've taken a break from the haunt industry, and that's literally all I have in my closet is haunt t-shirts. An extended hiatus from haunting. It is an extended replace hiatus with, from haunting. With merch from our podcast I friends. would love to replace it with podcast merch. Same, same, same. So um, I think this is going to do it for us. And uh, thank you guys for listening to uh, Scream 1 and 2 and now 3 and 4. And we will return with Scream 5. The final review. Thank you, guys. We'll see you next time. Have a good night and don't text and drive. And don't drink and drive because that's silly and dumb. Good night. <laughs>